Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. All right, people, it's time for the long-awaited Husbands Podcast. This episode will set you free. If you feel like you have problems with your husband, this is going to be so important to listen to. So here we go. The first thing I want to say, number one, is that you're giving way too much power to your husband over, number one, your mood. Number two, how you feel about yourself. Number three, your like general life happiness. Against popular belief, your husband is not actually responsible for your happiness. I think we kind of get married thinking that this person is going to make me so happy. Like being married to this person, he's going to be so sweet and kind and loving and gentle, and he's going to make me so happy. And that's usually based on your experience with him when you were dating and also just our unrealistic like view of what husbands are supposed to be like because of movies, because of books, because of other people's Facebook posts. When we're dating, we tend to overlook all the red flags, all the things that we don't like about a person because we're so excited to be in love, we're so excited to be married, and then we get into it and this the viewfinder gets flipped upside down and instead of seeing all the amazing things about this person now we're on high alert for all the things that are red flags or dangerous or bad about this person so it's not really your fault that you are thinking that your husband is supposed to be happy supposed to make you happy this is just what we're told when we're little girls when we're maybe in church and they're giving us this long list of Um, what we should want in a husband. He's supposed to be this, and he's supposed to be this, and he's supposed to be this, and that's going to make us happy. Or what our mom says, they always say, I want better for you than I had, and go find somebody who treats you like this, this, and this. We just put a lot of weight on our choice in husband. But the whole reason I'm doing a podcast on this is because literally all the women that I've ever talked to have had issues in their marriage. And their husband has turned out to be just another human. So how do we handle that? Number one, I want to talk about our negativity bias. So your brain is not designed to look for good things. It's not really wired to wake you up in the middle of the night talking about all the amazing parts of your life, how well you're doing at life, how awesome your husband is, how much you love him, how grateful you are that he's such a nice guy and he's so patient and he's so loving loving or all the things that you actually do believe about him we don't really remind ourselves of those things because you have a mind that is designed to keep you alive which means it's not looking for all the things that are going right it's looking for all the things that might be going wrong and even if something's not going wrong it's going to find something and assume that it's going wrong Yeah, I keep having to pause this because I keep yawning. So just know you have a negativity bias. Of course, your brain is going to be looking for all the things that your husband is doing wrong. And for sure, you're going to find those things. You could make a really quick list for me 
You could write down like 15 things that your husband is doing wrong right now. But what you probably couldn't do or what would just take a little bit longer is writing down a list of all the things that you genuinely are grateful for. Now, I know that you could tell me, oh, he's like good with the kids and he provides for us, but you're not feeling into those things as much as you're feeling into the angry thoughts that you're having about him or the resentful thoughts that you're having about him. So it's not enough just to occasionally randomly write down this random list of things that you love about him. You really have to sit in the feeling of those thoughts that you're creating. So just pick one, one thing that you love about him that's amazing. Maybe like he's an awesome father. And then sit in that thought. Feel what it feels like to have a husband who is an awesome father. Think about what it would be like if he wasn't an awesome father. Feel so grateful for all the many moments when he has shown up for your kids and when he hugs them or he gives them a kiss or he reads them a story or whatever it is that your husband does that you feel like is so important and so special and let that feeling go all through your body. We are not used to being happy. We have not accustomed ourselves to creating joy and letting ourselves actually feel the happiness all the way through our body. I have an anxiety course um, where I teach people how to feel their emotions, to feel them strongly in their body, to not ignore them, to notice what it feels like in your body when you're feeling an emotion. And this applies to all emotions, not just anxiety. But the quick Cliff Notes version of it is that joy is a literal like energy vibration. It can be measured scientifically when it's going throughout your body. And when I ask people to feel a feeling, I ask them, what would it look like if it had a color or a texture? Does it feel light or does it feel heavy? Where do you feel it in your body? And when I sit with the feeling of joy that comes from the thought that my husband is such a good dad, I feel kind of this like, almost like a burst of energy in my chest. It's kind of like a really solid but strong, powerful feeling of kind of like gratitude that washes over my body. So I know that that might seem really silly, but if you wanna be happy with your husband, you have to figure out how to actually feel joy right now in this moment with who he is and let that be in your body. The reason we want to change our feelings is not only because it feels good, but also because it changes the way that you're showing up. A wife who is resentful shows up in a different way than a wife who is grateful. And this has nothing to do with feminism or just like letting him get away with things. I know that you might be thinking like, well, he needs to be held accountable. He should change some things. He's not helping me. All these things. I understand And I just wanted to put this at the beginning of the podcast because I want you to know what's available to you with your husband exactly as he is. So let's move into expectations. What are your expectations for your husband? What is he supposed to be doing? My, one of my coaches, Brooke Castillo, she came up with this, um, concept called the manual and I've kind of made it my own. I feel like we have all written this script for people in our lives that they're kind of supposed to read from without really knowing what's on the script. 
And your husband's script goes a little something like this. Hi, honey, I love you. What can I get for you? You're such an amazing mom. You deserve a break. I would love to give you millions of dollars worth of diamonds and gems because you're such a queen. All these things that we think our husband should say to us based on maybe what we've seen in movies or what we've seen on those dumb Facebook posts that talk all about somebody's amazing husband and how awesome he is and how much he compliments her. We have this idea of who our husband is supposed to be. And we think that he's supposed to be like that because we think that that would mean that he loves us. And that's where we're wrong. Your husband loves you. Your husband is obsessed with you. He thinks that you're amazing. He wants to be with you all the time. He wants to love you and give you all the things. And maybe he's just never going to say that to you. It's not his job to say exactly the right things. And when we make it his job, he's always going to fail at it. And when he's failing at his job, we feel like he doesn't love us which means that we feel like we're unlovable. We're just not as good as Stacy, who posted about her awesome husband, John, and said he's just the light of her life and he's so sweet and so thoughtful and he gave her these flowers with this amazing, beautiful note or he wrote her a song. We think, I must not be as good. I must not be as pretty. There must be something wrong with me. Of course, we're feeling like crap when our husbands don't treat us the way that we think they should because we've made it mean something about us. I want you to know the, the way that your husband does things or doesn't do things, if he's forgetting things, if he's not saying all the right things, doesn't actually mean anything about you. Doesn't mean you're not good enough. Doesn't mean you're not pretty enough. Doesn't mean you're not appreciated or that you don't deserve the world. Of course you do. But you're married to a human. And this human is still trying to figure out how to treat other humans. Now, a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and feel like, oh, we're just going to let the husbands off the hook. I guess they don't have to do anything. You know what? Maybe that would be really relieving for both of you. He is already not doing the things that you want him to do. So you might as well decide I'm going to stop asking him to do those things. I'm going to stop expecting that he's just going to show up in this one magical special way I, number one, haven't even described to him, but number two is not natural for him. Like this isn't naturally the way he shows up. So how do we balance expectations with like, all right, this is something I actually need and want, and I need him to know that. Here's how we do it. We decide ahead of time, my husband is already awesome, exactly as he is. My job is just to love him, and his job is just to be him. Because I picked him. I didn't pick anybody else. I picked him. And I choose to let go of all the things that I thought that he was supposed to do. And maybe I'll discover all the things that he's already really good at doing. Because chances are your husband is already really good at doing some things. He does make you feel loved. He does serve you. He does honor you and cherish you. And he is sweet. And he does think of those special romantic things to do and say for you. 
but we're not noticing it because we're constantly in comparison mode, lining him up against this perfect imaginary husband that we've put in our minds that's just the husband of every girl who's lovable and pretty enough. When the truth is your husband is married to the most amazing woman, so of course he can't give her all that she deserves, but he's definitely trying and he definitely loves you enough. Now what this does when we let go of expectations is it actually has him showing up better. Think about how your husband gets really frustrated if you have a really tight grip on him. If he's only supposed to do and say the things that you tell him to do and he feels like he always has to check in with you, ask you if you need anything, make sure that he's doing everything right, Think about all that you might be missing out on. What would happen if you trusted him? What would happen if you let him be free to love you in the way that he wants to love you? And what if you just accepted that that is love for him? Now, it can be helpful to have a conversation with him where you just tell him, honey, you are so sweet. I'm so grateful for the ways that you love me. I know that you love me more than anything in the world. And we're also a little bit different, so I thought that I would kind of tell you, just so you know, like what's going on in my head. For example, I would really love it, like the thing that would speak the most to me, what would feel the most like love to me is if you could just hold me while I cry. Or if you could read a book with me, or I love going on car rides with you, or I love it when you just sit next to me and hold my hand. Now, when we give him these things that we like, what we don't want to do, what we don't want to do is turn this into our new owner's manual for him. He does not need a new script. He does not need to do all the things that you just told him you would like him to do. You have done your job of telling him, this is what I like and I love it when you do this, and I feel this way when you do this, and thank you so much for the ways that you're already showing me so much love. You have given him the information, and now your job is to be grateful and full of joy for who he is right now, and let him work those things into his life. My husband and I have had plenty of problems like extreme problems where I thought, I don't know if this marriage is going to last. Like this feels like we are on like a rocky place right now. And I've had the thoughts, I don't know if he's the right one for me. I think maybe somebody could take care of me better or would do a better job or would be nicer to me. And those thoughts really hurt my relationship. You know what helped my relationship? is when I decided I'm going to leave room for my husband to be a human. I'm going to leave room for him to grow. I'm going to anticipate that he's probably just going to get better and sweeter and more amazing with time. And that the husband I wish he was is probably going to turn into that and more. It's going to be even better than I imagined. And I'm willing to be patient because also... I'm a human. When I decided that my husband doesn't have to be perfect right now, but I continue to choose him in his imperfection, that is empowering. 
because when I decide my husband has to be perfect right now and he should just live up to these expectations, even if we think they're totally normal expectations, if he's not meeting them, that means that he can't meet them right now. That means that it's challenging for him and that's okay. We've got to meet him where he is and decide I'm willing to stick with him for as long as it takes. And then you get to be happy in your marriage right now without waiting for him to be perfect. It feels really good to just love somebody without conditions. It feels good to approve of somebody without making them be something that they're currently not. When we love people and we approve of them, think of, think of approving of someone. Think of approving your, of your husband and how much he longs for that approval. Imagine just giving that to him and saying, you don't have to prove yourself to me. I approve of you right now. You're doing a good job at being a husband and I love you. That turns people into their best selves. It's really empowering to be in that spot where you don't have to wait for somebody to be different for you to be happy. So what I do recommend, instead of always looking for the things that he's doing wrong and the things that you want him to change, I want you to decide, all right, he's going to be him and I choose to love him. And now I want to ask myself, who do I want to be as a wife? What would it look like to me to like live like in integrity with my values? What would it look like for me to be a better wife and to show up as the best version of me? Who do I want to be just for the sake of being that person? Not because he deserves it, not because he's earned it. I hate that quote so much. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. No, please just always give your best. Always be your best. And then when your worst comes up and they have a hard time handling it, you need to do some inner work on the relationship with yourself before you expect him to be the one that holds you steady and tells you that you're doing okay. So part one of taking responsibility is deciding who you want to be as a wife. Here's an example. As a wife, I want to be patient. That just feels like somebody I want to be. As a wife, I want to assume the best in my husband. As a wife, I want to be a safe place for my husband to come home to and tell me how his day was. As a wife, I want to be non-judgmental. I want to let him know he can be whoever he needs to be and that he's it's okay if he's upset, it's okay if he's frustrated, it's okay if he's not doing his best, but that it's okay for him to be himself around me. As a wife, I want to remember things that are significant to him. I want to remember maybe dates that are important to him. I want to remember what his love languages are. I want to speak in those languages more than I speak in my own. Um, as a wife, I want to be more mindful of what his needs are and if I can give any more. I really love asking this question um, because we are always kind of saying in our minds, I'm not getting what I need from my husband or that's in the background and then it just kind of gets all built up and we kind of explode on him and say, you're not meeting my needs. And the solution that I have found works best for this is not to give up your needs, not to tell him he's doing a terrible job 
and not to decide, well, I can only be happy when my needs are met, but instead to say, what is in my power right now? And what is in your power is asking yourself the question, what can I give? What do I have to give right now? Sometimes you won't have anything to give. Sometimes you'll be sick or tired or exhausted, but I want you to ask yourself anytime that you can, like, what's a special thing that I have that he doesn't have that he would love it if I gave it to him? Could I cook him a meal? Could I give him a kiss on the cheek? Could I give him a smile? Could I like give him some peace? There are so many things that you can give. And I think that you'll find when you're giving to him, you'll feel a lot less pressure to get your needs met because you feel powerful when you're actually doing something to change your relationship. Now, the second part of taking responsibility in your marriage is asking yourself, what needs of mine have I given over to my husband that he can't meet? So you might have a need to talk a lot. You might need to like get some things out. This is really common. Like a lot of women feel like they need to talk. They just need to talk things out and that's like their therapy and it just feels good to get it out. And you want him to listen and you want him to understand. And that feels like a big need to you, but your husband can't do it for you. That's a need that we need to take away from him. And not in this way where you're like, you know what? You can't meet my needs. Like it's over. We just want to do it in a way where we're like, oh, like you can't do this. Maybe I should stop asking you to do this. It doesn't mean anything about you when your husband can't fulfill a certain need of yours. It just means that he can't fulfill that need. It's kind of like having a firefighter and a plumber and like getting mad at the plumber because he can't put out a fire and he doesn't know how to like rescue a kitten. Like he can try, but he's not trained in that. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's trained in something else. The point here is that your husband is good at being him if we let him be him, but his gifts and talents are not going to line up perfectly with your needs. So you have to figure out which of my needs can he easily meet and does he do on a regular basis and then thank him for those things. And then the things that he, that are needs of yours that he cannot meet, take those away from him. Just completely take it off his plate and tell him, this is not your responsibility. I'm going to make sure that I get this need met. So how do we meet our own needs? Let's go back to the example of needing to talk. When we talk, we feel like we want to be understood. We want people to listen to us. We want to feel like we're important. We want to feel like we're being heard and understood. So number one, you can go find a friend, somebody that you can talk to that loves to talk back, that loves to listen. Number two, you can sit down with yourself and tell yourself the words that you wish your husband would tell you. I love you. I understand you. You're important to me. I'm willing to listen to you. Now, this is a whole other podcast episode, the things that we say to ourselves, the way that we talk to ourselves. And I want to teach you that. But for now, you just have to know you're already talking to yourself. And you're probably telling yourself stuff like you're not important because you're not really giving yourself the time that you need. And so we're expecting our husbands to make up for that lack of love that we're showing ourselves. We're expecting him to tell us all the sweet and amazing things, even though in the background we're telling ourselves, you don't deserve it. You're ugly. You're not doing a good job. 
And so of course his efforts are falling short because they're coming up to battle against the things that you're saying to yourself. You're making it harder for him to love you when you're not loving yourself. Does that make sense? Isn't that amazing? I'm kind of blowing my own mind right now. That's so good. Your relationship with yourself is gonna make it so much easier to feel loved by your husband. Your husband is awesome, but he can't fulfill all your needs. So fulfill half of them for him and then whatever he does is just going to be like awesome over the top. This doesn't mean we disconnect from our husbands. It doesn't mean we rely on them less. It doesn't mean that we could divorce him and we would be fine, even though of course you could. This just means that I'm going to stop expecting him to be somebody that he's not. I just want to love him for who he is. So this isn't going to happen overnight. This is going to be a practice. But here's the things you're going to practice. Change your relationship with yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Be a lot nicer to yourself. And number two, recognize that your husband is already amazing. Give him all the gratitude, all the props, all the love for exactly who he is right now. Doesn't that sound amazing? All right, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, which is just like worth mentioning, is that of course there are boundaries. And you not liking things that your husband does is not the same as him doing things that are genuinely like against how you allow people to treat you. So for instance, when your husband doesn't take out the trash, it's not a boundary violation. We wish it was, we wish we could like do something about it because it drives us crazy, but it's just like, he didn't do something you wanted him to do. You're not going to do all the things he wants you to do either. Right. And you might be mad about it and that's okay. A boundary violation would be something that you find like, like against your values, like it's wrong. Like I just don't let people treat me like that. So for instance, it might be like taking your money or telling you that you can't go somewhere or, um, I don't know, like telling you that you're a bad mom, like saying mean things to you, hurting you, you get to decide, oh, these are my boundaries. And this is what happens if you cross them. Like, I don't let people talk to me like that. And if they do, I leave the room. So if my husband has ever said anything mean to me that I didn't like, and for sure I have said this before, here's the thing. I have said things to him that I regret and that were below the belt, were not nice at all. And I was just trying to get a reaction out of him. So in those dirty little moments when we're fighting and we pull out the big guns, If he says something to you that you don't approve of, that's like genuinely crossing a boundary. You're allowed to say, I'm sorry, I don't let people talk to me like that. Or I don't let people yell at me. I'm going to have to excuse myself. Boundaries are not there to change your husband's behavior. Boundaries are there to protect you from behavior that you find unacceptable. It'd be like if your husband smoked and you were allergic to smoke. You're like, I'm sorry, I love you so much, but you can't cross this boundary. You can't smoke around me. I'm going to have to leave or I'm going to have to spend all your money to replace the furnishings in our bedroom because you smoked in there. You're allowed to hold strong to these boundaries. You're going to have very few boundaries. Most of the things that we think are boundaries are actually just requests, but I just had to throw that in there to make sure that you know you're allowed to say, I won't put up with certain behavior, but I would make that a very short list. And that would just be like violations of privacy or like, you know, hurting you in like an emotional, physical, mental way. You can put yelling on there, like things like that, right? Everything else is just like, oh, that's really annoying that he does that. 
but also that's just him and it's not like against the law. <laughs> All right. This podcast has already been so amazing. I want to go back and re-listen to it. Maybe put it on slow motion because I feel like maybe I talk a little too fast. Um, if you want to learn more about this, I will try to put in my highlights on Instagram all the things that I've talked about husbands, all the things I've said about husbands, because this is a problem a lot of people come to me with. I want you to know that you deserve the world, but your husband can't give you the world right now. It's not going to happen. Sometimes I just say, you know what? I think he's going to be better in heaven (laughs) and I'm willing to like stick it out until then. And I love him for who he is right now. And heaven knows I'm not perfect. So like we both have to put up with imperfect people. And we're not going to do the comparison game of like, I'm doing a better job at being a wife than he's doing at being a husband. Because that just sucks. Like it feels awful to think that you're the one that's putting in all the effort and he's putting in none. I would just write down what you think you want to think about your marriage. What would feel good to think? It's okay if it doesn't feel 100% true right now. The things that you choose to focus on and believe, that's what will become real in your life. So if you're willing to tell yourself, my husband is already amazing and he does so many nice things for me and I love that about him, and you tell yourself that over and over again, your brain will start to look for the ways that that's already true. And that's the funnest part about marriage is it's completely in your hands. It's like maybe like 10% him and 90% you because this is your experience in the marriage and you get to choose how you see it. All right, friends, I will see you next week. So excited for next week's podcast, all about talking to yourself and your relationship with yourself. See you later. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to make your mind a safe and peaceful place to be, I want you to sign up for a free coaching consultation and together we're going to find out exactly what makes you tick and we'll heal your relationships with yourself, with God, your business and other people. Because when you feel good, you can do good. I know that the world is waiting for the special magic that you have to offer. Don't make us wait any longer. Sign up for a one-on-one call with me and become the thought boss of your own life. Go to thoughtbosscoaching.com or find me on Instagram at thoughtbosscoaching.